you have your Bibles, guys, I'm going to go, uh, we've been talking about unity, I need you. And I want, to, I want to capsulize this and bring it into where we left off on last week. But let's go back to John, the 17th chapter, and uh, let's, let's remember what Jesus said as he's approaching the cross of Calvary, as he's preparing to go and die a sacrificial death so that you and I could have a personal relationship with the God in heaven. Jesus prays on our behalf before he goes through his suffering on the cross of Calvary. Listen to what Jesus said, okay? And listen very attentively. You know this. says, make them holy. Talking about his followers. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. God's word is truth. Everybody say, God's word, God's word. is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. What is truth? It is his word. How are we going to be made holy? By coming to church? No, there's a lot of folks who come to church and they're not walking in holiness. Can I get one witness? And some of you live with some of them that come to church with you, but they're at home. There ain't no holiness being exhibited. So he says they're going to be made holy by your truth, by his word. Next verse, let's read. He says this, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. The text says, I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one. Uh, as you are in me, Father, I and I am in you and may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. Read that last sentence out loud with me on purpose. It says what? And may they who is they? Followers of Christ, born again believers, and may they be in us so that the world will believe that you what? Sent me. Uh, that they be one, that they be in us. Next verse, let's keep reading. He says this, I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. He is talking about everybody who professes to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. 23 and 24, we go, 23, let's stop, stop at 23. I am, I am in them, this is Jesus talking, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world, the world is the world, those who are outside of the family of God, the world is the world system, the world is when we do life apart from God. Okay? He says, may they experience such perfect unity. Who is they? Come on and talk to me. Who is they? The followers of Jesus Christ, that's you and I. He's praying about you and I here in John, the 17th chapter. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will not guess, not pontificate and, and ponder over, that our unity will be so strong, Jesus says, that the world, those who are not operating in the, in the kingdom of God, those who are operating, operating according to the world system, those who are unsaved, that they will see such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them, the world, as much as you love me. Wow. Jesus says he wants the body of Christ to experience such perfect unity that those who are not saved will know that the Father sent him and that the Father loves them. Unity. I need you. Now, we, if you got your outline... Uh, we, we left off on last week talking about demonstration because I gave you uh, uh, some uh, 
uh, steps along the way where we saw Jesus practicing authentic community. And what better way to learn about authentic community than to watch the master in action? What Jesus developed with his disciples is embodied in the word community. Living in community with Jesus, the disciples follows his teaching and his example. Jesus built community by teaching people in groups, both large and small. His pattern for doing so included this fifth, our fifth component is demonstration. Everybody say demonstration. Everybody say, show me what you're working with. And literally, that's what he's saying here. Listen, demonstration, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. And, and, and as we got into it, we saw that Jesus saw to it that his disciples learned his way of living with God and with man. Now, again, we're talking about unity. Uh, I need you because the body of Christ has solely uh, done a, a very poor job of showing the world such perfect unity that they would believe that the Father sent Jesus and they would believe that God loves them. Because we fight too much. We argue too much. We're so divisive in a lot of, whether it be ethnic, along ethnic lines, and by God, the church has been complicit with the sin of racism that's been pervasive in this country from its founding. The church should be the one stand up and say, that is wrong, and we're not going to tolerate that in the body of Christ because we got to show such perfect unity. As a matter of fact, can y'all, can y'all walk with me just today? Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, just walk through the scriptures. So let's go to Ephesians, the second chapter, and we're going to get back here because I got I to, we only got to uh, 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 number one of the index sentence we talked about last week, right? But will you, will you, are you willing to go with me? Let's go to Ephesians, the second chapter. Glory to God. Uh, Ephesians chapter number two, and then we're going to look at verse number 14. Because I, I, I need you to hear this because if we're going to sow such unity, we, we'll get back to the Lord's Prayer because Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come. And we, we know that kingdom, Jesus, when, when the Bible says the kingdom of God, it's talking about God's way of operating, God's way of doing things. And what better way to observe kingdom principle here on earth than f- seeing what kin- kingdom principle looks like in heaven. And we saw, uh, and you don't have to turn there, but in Revelation, the seventh chapter, verse number nine, it, it talks about the fact, and look at it when you go verse number nine through 12, it talks about the fact that, that, that uh, uh, men from, from every uh, nation and tribe and people and language were standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb of God, they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands and they were shouting with great uh, a roar, salvation comes from God, our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. Right. And all the angels were standing around the throne and all around the elders and four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their face to the ground and worship God. They sang, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Here we see a glimpse of heaven. We don't know everything about heaven, but we do know everybody from every nation, tongue and tribe will be there. Amen. Worshiping God together. I got news for you. There is not a segregated heaven. And if Jesus said, pray that thy kingdom come, that thy will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, we don't know everything, but we see a glimpse. We know that we're going to all be together worshiping him in heaven, but we can't do it down here. Or, brother pastor, you know, we all can do it in our own way, in our own separate areas, and we'll one day get together. How is the world can't see the universal church, but they can see the local church. They, they, the world doesn't know who all saved. 
but they know and they can see the, the, the local church and see us operating in unity. So we got to do some, we got, we got to start walking this stuff out. Demonstrate. Now watch what the text says. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, he says this, let's read together. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. You that study your Bibles know that Jews and Gentiles did not get along. In many cases, there was some extreme hatred and bias that was going on. And so the Jews who, who, who God chose to, to bring the Savior into the earth ram through, y'all know the story, right? Uh, and so he promised Abraham, uh, Abraham says, I'm going to make you the father of many nations, many nationalities. And, 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 and the whole world is going to be blessed through you. What he's talking about was, is, is I'm choosing a family unit to bring the Savior into the earth ram through. And it was Abraham's descendant, you see. And so you can find it over in, in Genesis, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 3. And, 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 and you'll see in Galatians, the third chapter, verse number eight, where it says the gospel was preached aforetime to Abraham, saying that you're going to be the father of many nations. So how can the gospel be preached to Abraham when the gospel, as we say, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, if that's all it contained, was, it hadn't happened yet? Because the gospel, the implications of the gospel is such that through Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, we all come together as one people. Glory be to God. Watch what he says. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people, into, into one people, into, 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 into one people, into several people. No, he united Jews and Gentiles into one people when he invited, he united Jew, Gentiles, he united black, white, Hispanic, Asian, ethnicity. Jews and Gentiles, uh, as far as God is concerned, at this point in history, there's only two ethnicities. You either Jew, a part of the chosen generation, or you are Gentile. And now when the church comes to the existence, we got a third ethnic group. That's the body of Christ. So you're either Jew, Gentile, or you're Christian, body of Christ. So, 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 so he takes all these different varieties, and, and, and it doesn't mean that you have to lay down your variety, your ethnicity, but you have to bring it together so the world can see that perfect unity. Glory be to God. The world can see that perfect unity when, when outside they see ethnicities fighting, but in the church they see them growing and developing and doing the work of ministry and serving and loving on people. That's when they'll know that God the Father sent the Son. And that's when they'll know that God the Father loves them. So the world could, could, could rightfully question it at this point based on how the church has been acting. But this is a new day. We're not going to spend our time talking about what all is wrong. I want to know what's right, and I want to do what's right. Because I'm a man of faith. I hope you are. And I don't spend my time talking about what we can't do. God said I can do all things through who strengthens me. I got to keep moving. Y'all holding me up. Let's go. He did this by he did this by ending the system of law with his commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating himself one by creating in himself, he made peace between what? They hated one another. There was racism. There was prejudice uh, on earth as far as the ethnicity is concerned. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself what? One new people from the two groups. God says, okay, okay, have your ethnic decision because I'm going to use that beautiful mosaic to show the world what unity looks like. We can come together and have that multicolored coat of unity in Christ Jesus so the world looks at us and look at all those folks working together. 
That ain't supposed to be because we're from the south. We're from the west coast. We're from the east coast. And, and, and we don't do that here. But in the body of Christ, we're going to do what the word says because we want to become his church and not our church. Oh, hold my meeting today. He says he made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating himself one new people from the two people group, from the two groups. Keep reading, guys. He says, together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. All right, so let's get, get back to where we left off. Okay, I just want to make sure your mind is right. If your mind is not right, your living ain't going to be right. That's why we have to, we have to teach the theological construct of, 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 of the church, of God's church, because people will get to the point where they think it's their church and refuse to go to the book to find out what Jesus Christ says about his church. Amen? So let's get back, get back. We talked about, uh, I, I shared with you on last week, uh, we talked about demonstration. Because if authentic community is going to take place, it has to happen uh, by way of the way Jesus Christ showed us uh, uh, and gave us this example in the Holy Scriptures. Now, I told you on last week that uh, Jesus uh, was, uh, was, 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 was a master at teaching because he was a rabbi and he had, he chose these followers to, to follow after him. And he began to, uh, to, to, to show his disciples, uh, the way to live with God and man. I said it on last week and I want, I want to repeat this. Your vertical relationship with God cannot be right when your horizontal relationship with people is all out of whack. Are y'all listening to me? Some of us seem to think that we can be okay with God and just hate on people or be just nasty and, 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 and nauseous toward people. And what God is saying is the whole concept of the redemption story is that through my death, burial, and resurrection, I want to use you who come to the body of Christ to reach people. How are you going to reach people when you don't even like to be around people? Can I come to this side over here? How are you going to reach people and you won't even talk to people? God wants to use us to share and to, and to, and to, and to shout out from the rooftop the redemptive story of how Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection puts us in a place to where we can have a right standing with God. So, so we saw that uh, Jesus uh, saw to it that his disciples learned his way of living with God and man. So the first thing we see is they saw him do the practice of prayer. Ever say the practice of prayer. Now get back to, get back to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Watch this. Matthew chapter number six. And go to verse number nine. Matthew six, verse number nine. I shared with you last week that they didn't have printing presses. Books were not in, 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 in uh, wide supply. They had strolls and stuff that they wrote on, but, but everybody didn't have a Bible like you do today. Do you not realize you're really blessed to be living in the time we live in? Even from a technological standpoint, you can, you can, you can say, well, I, I thought I heard pastors say uh, a certain scripture, give and it shall be given to you. Where is that at? Then you can just Google it. <laughs> you can go get you a, a, a PC study Bible and just search give and it shall be, and it pops up right there. Right? 
And so, so technology is here to even help us learn even at a, a more rapid pace, the word of God. And again, learning, when I say learning, understand this, that the spirit of God has to reveal the truth of God's word to us. All the technology in the world won't, won't get you there if you're trying to do this as an academic exercise. Because the things of God are understood as the spirit of God gives us revelation. Text says, after this manner, therefore, pray you, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let's keep going. Y'all know thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it, there it is, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. What do we see in heaven? Revelation 7, 9, what do we see in heaven? We know that was in heaven, right? Because John the Revelator gives us a glimpse of what's happening in heaven, and we know in heaven that, that men of every tongue, tribe, nation, language, ethnicity, black, white, yellow, green, dark shade, light shade, brown shade, whatever shade, no shade. Around the throne, worshiping God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Keep reading. Give us this, give us this day our daily bread. Keep reading. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power, thine is the what? It's the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, again, uh, because they were not printing persons, Oftentimes, rabbis would use what we call index sentences. And those index sentences would be used to lead that student to a deeper uh, uh, understanding and to be able to remember some important subjects that were uh, uh, the rabbi wanted to teach them. So uh, many, many scholars believe that the Lord's Prayer was given to the disciples as a list of index sentences. Each one in and of itself a topic for prayer. So we said, uh, number the first one we looked at was worship. Everybody say worship. Says worship. We start off with the first part. Our Father, which art, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He, we, we're extolling God's name. We're saying you're great, God. You're awesome. You're wonderful. So when I start my prayers off, I should not start off with me. The Lord, I need some money. <laughs> now listen to me. If I need some money, it's not incorrect for me to pray to God to 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 give me uh, uh, to bless me what I need. But I shouldn't go to it. It's kind of like this. If, how many of y'all have people that call you, and when they call you, you know they want something? All right, can I, can I break it down a little bit further? How many of y'all have adult children, parents, that they sneak around, they come around when they want something? Something to eat or some money? See, God cherishes relationship. And in relationship building, it has to be more than just what I can get from you. He says here, pray our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God desires to have intimacy with us. His ultimate purpose is to bring us, you and I, into his presence. And worship brings us before the sovereign God who can meet our needs and satisfy the deepest longings of our hearts. And guys, so, so we, we talked about worship. What is our relationship to this God whom we worship? It's, it's that of a child to a father. Amen. Can you imagine, again, calling Jehovah the self-existent sovereign God father? Now, I told you last week, to an Old Testament Jew, calling God father would have been unthinkable because many times, many of them wouldn't even call his name. And they never thought they could have a relationship with him. So the pattern or the model uh, for, this, for prayer for us 
as Jesus sets the demonstration, the demonstrative example is, is that, is that we uh, worship is the cornerstone that sets the foundation for effective prayer. Now, second thing, he says, thy kingdom come. Talking about allegiance. Thy kingdom come. The second index sentence in the Lord's Prayer shows our allegiance to God and to his kingdom. So the question becomes for us today, if we're going to show perfect unity, who are you aligned with? Who are you in allegiance with? Is it God the Father? Or is it your denomination? Or is it your family? Or is it uh, your own uh, desires and wants? When we pray thy kingdom come, we are praying that Jesus' lost sheep would hear his voice, come to him, and receive eternal life. Are you with me today? Will come to him and receive eternal life, eternal life. Remember the term kingdom means God's rule and authority. He says, thy kingdom come. So that means as a born-again believer, as I uh, do life here on earth, I have to decide that I'm going to operate as a kingdom citizen. Not necessarily an American citizen, but we are Americans because we have to abide by the laws uh, uh, and, and the principles of this country. But beyond that, even though we're in America, our mindset and our approach to life has to be not necessarily, well, let me back up. Because you're an American, we have American uh, ideas and concepts, democracy and that type of thing. But the kingdom of God is different from American democracy. The kingdom of God is not a democracy, it's a theocracy. It has a king. And when you have a king, the king rules over his kingdom. So much so that when I operate under kingdom principles, it should automatically align me, if I'm doing right, uh, to be able to, to do democratic principles. But, but, but as, a, as a citizen of the kingdom, the word of God should direct and guide my life. Are y'all with me today? So, so, thy kingdom come. Uh, when we pray that kingdom come, we're praying that Jesus' lost sheep would bear his, would hear his voice, come to him and receive eternal life. So God's ruling authority. Now, this is, this is really important because Jesus made, Jesus made a statement one time, and I'm not going to go there, but I'm just going to quote it for you. He says, if you love me, what, what did he say? If you love me, do what? Say it again. He said, if you, if you what? If you love me, do what? I need you to repeat that again. If you... Do what? To keep them mean, not just to have them in your back pocket. Oh, pastor, I keep it with me everywhere I go. I got a little pocketbook with the Ten Commandments, and I have it in my pocket, and I keep the commandments. It's not what he's talking about. He's talking about demonstrating that you have a relationship with the triune God by the way your life is, is lived out here in earth. As you operate here in, on earth, then we should operate according to kingdom principles. So, so, so thy kingdom come. And one of the, one of the things that, that if you are a citizen of the kingdom, Jesus just prayed that we will operate in unity, that our unity would be so interwoven and knitting together that the world will see that the Father sent the Son. So we can't be interwoven and knitting together if we don't have the same concept of what it means to be a kingdom citizen. And so the way we get on the same page is to have the word of God be the guiding principle for how we do life. There may be some areas where, where, where there, you know, 
there are differences of administration with the same Lord. But by and large, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that he was born of a virgin in a manger in Bethlehem, all right, and, 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 and lived here on this earth approximately 33 and a half years, went to the cross of Calvary, died for our sins, was resurrected the third day morning according to the scriptures, and then that's the sacrificial death that God God interjected himself into human history to deliver the man, mankind, that he put on earth in the first place. Because God says when they, when they fell in the garden, God's plan for redeeming mankind was already in place before man ever failed. I got news for you too. Some of y'all need to hear this here. See, you fail, you've fallen down in your life, and, and you sit there and you let the devil beat you up and just off, it, it, upside, up one side and down the other side, telling you what all you've done wrong how, and how bad you are, you don't deserve to even come to church, stay at home, and just sulk. When God knew you were going to mess up before he ever saved you. Don't you think, he, he's, the, he, he's the omniscient God. He knows the beginning from the end. So he knew you were going to mess up. He knew you were going to lie to the pastor, lie to your wife, lie to whoever, before you ever lied. But he still saved you. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. Now, that's not an excuse to do that stuff, but what I'm telling you is, is that God knows us better than anybody else. I think, God, you know, uh, the, uh, the Friday and Saturday we hosted uh, the simulcast of the Exo Marriage Conference. Had an awesome time. Awesome teaching. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, again, I thank God for uh, all those who made it happen behind the scene. Um, and, uh, but one of the things that I appreciated about those who were speaking was the transparency that they exhibited because I can't help you if I'm not willing to be transparent. One of the things Maria and I do when we do uh, teach marriage fellowship is we talk about us a lot. Oh, <laughs> Jeff said we heard you. We talk about us a lot because when you've been delivered, hear me carefully, when you've been delivered, God will release you to tell your story. And when he says, tell it, be willing to tell it. Some things God can say, it's going to be between, it's going to be between y'all two. Because I don't want you to share that. But I do want you to share this. God, that? You, you mean, because many of the speakers were sharing some intimate details of how God enabled them to overcome. And what I'm going to tell you is this, as a Christian, I mean, you're perfect. Okay? But see, when, when God delivers you, and, and when you know it was, it was the redemptive power of the blood that did so, then you don't go around thinking, well, I can't let nobody know my story because if I let them know my story, what they're going to think? I don't care what they think. I've been saved. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And yes, okay, I messed up after I was saved, but guess what? God forgave me. Amen. Uh, the people in my family forgave me, and now I'm walking in, 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 in unity with them, and now I'm doing the will of God, and now God wants to use my story. What had, what did the Apostle Paul said? Uh, okay, okay, God, God, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to run for you, but don't tell them about the time I was standing there watching Stephen get stoned to death. Don't tell them about that, God. God, don't tell them about this over issue here. Uh, 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 what about David? D- David, David could say, God, God, you, you describe me as a man after your own heart, but God, please don't tell them about Bathsheba. <laughs> Lord, don't, don't let the prophets write about how I orchestrated uh, a man's death to cover up my wrongdoing. Yeah. But God shares with us about how he interjects himself into human history and how 
He deals with fallible human beings. But he also lets us know that even though we're fallible, even though we fall, he's able to pick us up. Somebody ought to shout amen on that. Thank God that, 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 that he's able to still commune with us. He's, he's still able to bring us back into his presence when we trust in the sacrificial death of Christ, when we know that the blood can wash away our sins. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He cast our sins as far as east from west. He doesn't give an excuse to sin. But what I'm telling you is, is that some of y'all are sitting here right now and, 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 and he, the devil got you on a guilt trip. He's telling you, you don't deserve anything from God. You don't deserve to be in a relationship with God. But God loves you. And he desires intimacy with you. Are you listening to me today? No, so so, so, so understanding, understanding that. Okay, so allegiance. Thy kingdom come. Let's go to the next one. Submission, submission. Next index sentence is submission. So we, 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 should, we should pray, uh, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy kingdom. Name. We, we, we extol his virtue. We're talking about how great and wonderful he is because he is a good God, right? And then we talk about allegiance, thy kingdom come. God, I want to operate according to kingdom principle. I know my family may not do that, but I'm going to do that because that's what the word of God says. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When you start operating according to kingdom principle, people who are saved may not understand you because they're still, they, they can People can still be saved in flesh here. I, I need to see at least one hand go up and say, Pastor, I was saved in flesh here at one time. And still, I'm still kind of fleshy now. Any of y'all a little fleshy? Don't be proud of it now. Don't be proud of it. <laughs> Don't be proud of it. But acknowledge it that, listen, yo, I, I, Pastor, sometimes I just get... I get mad when somebody come and, 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 and try to correct me or tell me what I, what I did wrong. I get upset. I'm going to argue. I'm going to go down battling. <laughs> what a person is trying to help you. Why are you speaking? Maybe marriage on the brain right now. But why would you as a, as, as a, as a, as a spouse to your husband or your wife get upset, so upset with the one who wants the very best for you? I mean, if nobody else should have your best interest at heart, your spouse should. And so when your spouse tells you what they see, the blind spot that you don't see, learn how to receive that and, 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 pray, and, and, and pray about it and, and look at yourself and, and stop fighting and start receiving. Because if nobody else is going to tell you the truth, they ought to, the, your spouse, the one you sleep in the bed with every night, should tell you the truth. But yet we get mad at the one that tells the truth. Some of y'all get mad at your pastor. If the Lord don't help me. But you know, it's okay to come to the territory. I love, listen, I love y'all enough to tell you the truth. And I love, I love you enough to, to speak truth plainly to you. All of us uh, are still growing. So we need instruction, correction. Can't get away with it. So, so allegiance, thy kingdom come. Look, look, submission, thy will be done. Before you bring any, listen to me, before you bring any petition before God's throne, listen, we're talking about demonstration because Jesus, they saw Jesus praying. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he goes into it, begin to share with them. Before you can bring any petition before God's throne, before your prayers 
can ever be effective, you must submit to the will of God. I got to repeat that. Before you can bring any petition before God's throne, before your prayers can ever be effective, you must submit to the will of God. If you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. Is that right? In the pattern of the Lord's Prayer, petition, listen to this carefully, petition follows on the heels of submission. The order cannot be reversed. Let me say it again. Petition, petition, everybody say petition, follows on the heels of submission. You can't reverse the order. After all, how can we expect God to give us our desires when we refuse to submit to his will? Submission to the will of God is the key to the storehouse of answer prayer. Listen to what he says, and, and Britt, if you can follow me right quick. I know I didn't get this to you, but Psalms, the 37th number. And let's look at verses 4 through 5. Psalms 37, uh, verses 4 through 5. And, and look at it from the KJV, if you will, if you can. Psalms, the 37th number. Watch this. Verses 4 through 5. Can we read together? Let's read. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and what, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. To delight in something means that you take pleasure in it. Can you think of three things right quick that you take pleasure in? Eating, yes. Thank you, Yvonne. We ate, we ate good last night. Brother Jerry and Brother Beverly fixed us up real good. We ate some white perch. Anybody had white perch fritz? I mean, oh, some of y'all, some of y'all, some, some of you young people, where did white perch? <laughs> well, you got to pick around the bone. It wasn't filleted. We just, but it was good. <laughs> so eating, what, 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 what's another thing that we'd light in? Entertainment, education, family, huh? Vacation. Oh, Super Bowl Sunday. Sports. Sports. And you have to be careful with sports that it doesn't become an idol God. I love sports. I play college ball, but I don't make sports an idol God. There are some people who will put sports above talking to their family. All right, so we delight a lot of things. But he says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Look at the next verse. This, this is synonymous with verse number four. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall do what? He shall bring it to pass. So we got to commit our way unto the Lord and trust in him and he shall bring it to pass. What is it? The delight. Delight yourself in the Lord. He gives the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. The desires of your heart. So, so, so submission, submission. Uh, the next index sentence is Petition where it says, give us this day our daily bread. Let's get back to our point. Petition. Give us this day our daily bread. As a child, you, you, you have to come to the Father, right? As a child, it's only right that your Father meets your needs. Yet notice where this, this index sentence falls in our Lord's Prayer. Petition comes after, everybody say after, after we have worshipped our Father, given our allegiance, and submitted to his will. Can I repeat that? 
Petition comes, everybody say after. Number one, we worship our Father. Number two, giving him our allegiance. And number three, what? Submitted to his will. Guys, I will tell you this. And I told you on last week, many of us are the opinion that, well, just God knows our hearts and just do the best you can. Just do the best you can. Well, my, my question is, why would Jesus take time to teach his disciple how to pray if you just do the best you can? That's just whatever. I know you're praying. Uh, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to love my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray to love my soul to take. That's good when you're five. But you're 45. You are 45 years old saying, now nah, lay me down to sleep. It's cool when you're 10 and saying, God is great. God is good. Let us thank us for our food. Is there something else to that one? Huh? By, say it again. By his hand, we're fed. Thank you. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. That's cool. But you're 69. <laughs> and your prayer life should be progressively more in-depth and structurally correct the longer that you're saved. And the way it gets structurally correct and more in-depth is when you learn how to pray. It boggles my mind uh, that, that we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll go to school and learn how to be a doctor. To be a nurse, we take we and, and they insist on. Come on now, even in the medical profession, even in, in, in education, they insist on you having continuing education, right? In the medical field, there are doctors that, that help me if I'm wrong, KD. They can't continue to practice. They don't have those continuing ed classes uh, that, that they complete because they want to make sure that you stay current. We get saved, learn one scripture, and don't want to open our Bible anymore. And the Bible says, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. But you won't sign up for any discipleship training class. Oh, yeah. I'm a, can, I, can, I, can I give you a secret? It's not really a secret. But one of the reasons why I think God led us to, to do our discipleship training the way we're, done, we're doing it now is to, is, to, is to put the impetus on you to show if you're really interested in being discipled. Because in the old days, what we did, we just ordered Sunday school books. And whoever, whoever we thought was going to come, we just ordered enough books for who we thought were going to come. You showed up, you didn't show up, your book was there, whatever. So there was really no, quote, accountability. So now what we do is we say, well, listen, you got to have some skin in the game. First of all, buy your book. You buy Vogue magazine. You, you got a subscription to Netflix that you pay every month and can't possibly, if you watch all the shows on Netflix, you ain't doing nothing else. Well, maybe that's why you need to study your Bible because you spend all your time watching movies. I, I'm a movie buff. Maria and I have a date night every Friday night. And we, we have a movie night and dinner night. Dinner day. We've been doing that for the last six months or so. We got back into our routine. And we love our date night on Friday. She gets off early. I get off early. We go fair sumptuously, and we watch uh, movies. I'm a movie buff. I like certain types of movies. Okay, uh, I like bang bang shoot 'em up spy thrillers. <laughs> Who done it? How many of y'all like Who done it? 
All right, so, so, so I'm, not, I'm not against move. What I'm saying is, though, anything that we have in our life that's out of place and out of order and takes the place of God prevents us from growing in our faith. And so what I, what I said was, is, is one of the reasons why we change this. So, so, so you, can, you, you, can, you can choose to participate in your own spiritual development. No church can grow you without your participation. So if you refuse to sign up, I mean, and, and you're a part of this church, Mind you, because again, here's what I discovered in my 32 years of pastoring. There are a lot of people, a lot of you folks out there, <laughs> viewing live stream here in this place, don't like accountability. It, it irks you because you're thinking, I'm an American and I can wear my mask if I want to wear my mask and I don't want to wear my mask. I don't have to wear my mask. Whereas when you are a citizen of the kingdom, kingdom has the connotation of being submitted to the king. And it's kingdom order. Such that, 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 that even if I feel a certain kind of way about wearing a mask, if I roll up into a church that says we want you to wear a mask, part of my submission to authority is to wear a doggone mask. And stop complaining about wearing a mask. Did I help anybody right then? Or if I offended you, go to the book. Can we go to the book? Because some of y'all from Missouri, I got to show you. Go to Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Y'all know Missouri is the show me shape state, right? Hebrews 13. And, and let's look at this, right? Y'all have heard me say this before, but I, I don't say this in a braggadocious manner. I'm just saying that many, many Christians haven't learned to operate by, by kingdom principles. Hebrews 13 and 15. Watch this. And we, we'll go to the KJV on it. Am I, am I helping y'all? I, I hope you know that my heart's desire is to see everybody grow. And sometimes in order to grow, we have to, not sometimes, all the time, we have to be confronted with our insecurities, our, our, our fraught way of thinking about life. And let's start thinking like kingdom citizens. As a matter of fact, as a kingdom citizen, even if, 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 long, if it's a governmental mandate that's not sinful, I may not agree with it, but as a kingdom of the citizen, if I'm going to be obedient to the word of God, then I need to submit myself to the order that I may not necessarily think it's, it's prudent. And, and stop saying, well, you know, it's, it's my right not to, not to wear a mask. I'm just talking about just masks or something. And, 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 and hopefully, guys, uh, prayerfully at the end of this month, we'll, we'll be able to say, okay, if you want to wear it, you can, if you don't want because things are, do, 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 are going in the right direction. And all we did, we, we said we want to just kind of protect you while you're here. Even if you don't want to protect yourself, we, we, we still kind of want to help you. Amen? Amen? Is that fair enough? So, uh, but watch this. We all read with me? Now, how many of y'all are citizens of the kingdom? Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how do we know what his kingdom, how, how, how do we know what his authority is? Uh, it's, you know, how do I operate in kingdom authority? I, I love Tony Evans' definition. He says, kingdom, kingdom agenda is, is the visible demonstration of the comprehensive rule of God in every area of my life. So, so that means that my church life uh, should operate on the kingdom principle also. So what does the word of God say about me as a kingdom citizen when it comes to following those who are leading me 
uh, in the things of God. He says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. What? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Next verse. Let's go. But do good and to communicate, forget not. Communicate means share, to give. Support those who are less fortunate. For with such sacrifices, God is what? He's well pleased when we as kingdom citizens do good and share with others. How many of y'all know God blesses you to be a blessing? And, and, and listen, God, hear me carefully. God doesn't have a problem with, with a Christian having wealth. He just don't want the wealth to have a Christian. Right? The last time I checked, none of y'all going to work just because you, you want something good to do. Let them not pay you. Let you sell a product and the person you sell the product to doesn't pay you for the, that good or the service that you offer. You're going, to have, you're going to have some problems, aren't you? So God doesn't have a problem with Christians being blessed. As a matter of fact, he says, uh, he told us those who are wealthy, according to world standards, don't trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God. But he also commands them to be generous. And so uh, as, as a church, we, we, try, we, we try to put that in action. We, we try to be generous. We try to sow and to help. Amen. Uh, where, where God leads. But, do, but to do good and communicate, forget not for such, with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Next verse. Let's go, guys. Watch this one. I didn't make it up. The context is very clear. Talking to the church. He tells them what? Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for their watch for your soul. This is talking about Kingdom theology, right? Kingdom in the church right now, okay? It says, obey them how to rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Quit giving your pastoral leadership or the church leadership that you're a part of grief. Stop giving grief. Listen. It's easy. Y'all hear me carefully. We, we've been talking about unity. I need you. It's easy to, 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 to complain and whine about how, why we can't be unified. But if Jesus told us to do it, don't you think that he would, aren't you aware that Jesus would not tell us to do something that we were incapable of doing? If he told us it, this, it's, it's not possible to do this, if he told us to do something that's, that's impossible to do, he's an unjust God. So the question becomes, Am I going to spend all my time talking about why we can't be unified? Or am I going to do what the word of God says and I'm going to yield to the word of God and, and do what I can do to make sure that we exhibit in that unity that Jesus talked about and prayed about in John 17 chapter so the world can see that the Father sent him and the world will know that, 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 that the Father loves him. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you know, I don't know, Brother Pastor, you preaching all this stuff about building what that in the church, you know, it's always been this way. So you're going to keep doing something because it's always been that way. And we found out what God's plan is for his church. I'm going to tell y'all something right now. And y'all hear me carefully. And this is Doyle out of Adams. This, this, this is me as a man of faith. I do not, hear me carefully, I do not go around living life talking about what I can't do because somebody don't want me to do it. Can I give y'all a little history? And I, I just look back over my history. This is, I just want to tell you about my history. 
Can I talk to y'all? Here's why, here's, here's why I look, when I look back on my life, I'm like, God, you know, listen, when I've taken that attitude that, that I'm going to be a man of faith and walk this thing out, you've been so, 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 so graceful and blessed. I was talking about, Jerry and I were talking the other day, uh, just, on yesterday, and I was sharing about, you know, Coach Mason, and I don't know if I told him the name in the field, but the, the name in the field after him at Benton. But I was the first freshman to ever start a football game as quarterback at Benton High School. I was the first African-American quarterback at Benton High School. I was, I'm just, this, this, I'm just talking about, you, you follow what I'm saying? All right. I, live at, I was the first uh, African-American to be the president of the Bolger Chamber of Commerce. Right. This, this, I'm just telling you when I look back on my life, I, I went to Louisiana Tech on, uh, as a walk-on uh, uh, football player and ended up being the career interception leader. Named to the all-century team. Named to the fifth greatest player to ever play at Louisiana Tech. But I was a walk-on, not expected, not expected to be a player who will be named the, uh, on the all-century team. I, I spent 17 years in the banking industry as a, and at last as the vice president of a local bank here, uh, and, 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 and 95% of my customer base was Caucasian. But I didn't go around saying, well, you know, they ain't going to want me to handle their business, you know. They'll they, they, they let me clean the house, but they ain't going to let me handle their business. Listen, baby. When you walk with God, when you become a man of faith, stop speaking doubt and start speaking, well, thus said the Lord, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you've got the wrong person. Now I'll talk to you, and I'll hear your griefs and your gripes and stuff, but what I'm going to tell you is, is get in the word, because God is not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of faith. And I'm not doubting that racism has existed for centuries. I'm not doubting that it's still out there now. I'm not doubting, and I know that the enemy is going to come and try to say, you're trying to build a mother after the church in Benton, Louisiana? We're going to try to bust that up. Now, see, the honeymoon period, you know, we, you know as God is doing this thing, you know, we, we, you know God, God, is, God, is, God is doing it, but, but the enemy is going to come and make sure some difficulties take place. I know that. But guess what? Greater is he that's in me and in you than he that's in the world. Can I get one amen right quick? And so now I got to lay down. I got to lay down what I want and say, God, your plan for the church is to bring Jew and Gentile together into one new people group. And I want you to show the world what unity looks like. So, all right, so now, you, you can come to him, well, you know, Christianity, you know, it's white man religion. You are ignorant. <laughs> Have you, do you study the what? I love, I saw a clip where Billy Graham was, was speaking. Uh, some of y'all may have saw that uh, uh, back in the, maybe in the early 70s, late 60s, whatever. And he talked about the fact that he said, Jesus wasn't a white man like me. Because if you go and study the region where it came from, you know, it, it boggles my mind how we get so captivated and so fixated on, on, on skin tone, skin pigmentation. And ethnicity. And, and guys, I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm not, I realize that there are challenges out there, but what I'm telling you, and one, one reason why I told you about story is that Challenges are out there, but why are you who are saved, supposed to be a man or woman of faith, why are you looking at the obstacle rather than the opportunity? Okay. Now, the reason why I talk that way is, guys, because you can't take the experience away. 
Well, that was you. You were an athlete. And you got, listen, baby, it had nothing to do with me being an athlete. It had everything to do with the fact that God saved me when I was going to my 11th grade year in high school. And I started to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. And you can stay around listening and talking to, talking to negative folks all you want to. Let them talk to you out of God's blessing for your life. But I ain't the one. I'll listen to you and I'll, I'll, I'll try to guide you. But I, you can't tell me what God had done in my life. You, you should have caught me before he did this stuff. You should have caught me before he, he blessed me. You should have caught me before I understood that, that, that by faith... He can move mountains by faith. He can heal bodies by faith. We can overcome anything that's coming our way. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Say, help him, help him, help him, help him. All right. Petition, petition. There's an order. Petition comes after we worship our father, giving our allegiance to him and submitted to his will. Then and only then are we spiritually ready to ask him to supply our need. Notice what it says in the text. It says, give us today our daily bread. God keeps us coming to him day by day. Most of us want God giving my decade bread. Come on now. I'm, 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 I have that testimony. I want to say, God, just make it work. God, give me the next 20 years where I know everything. I got all the resources I need. I got all the help that I need. Show me, give me my 20-year bread. No, he says, give me my, pray this way, give me my, what? Daily bread. It's a petition for the daily needs of life. I believe Jesus used the term bread because it was considered the staff, the staff of life. Bread symbolically covers all of our physical needs, those things that are necessary to sustain our life. How many of y'all know in the 70s they used to call uh, uh, money bread? Any of y'all remember that? Man, you got some bread. <laughs> now, if you, if, if you ain't 40, you don't remember that, okay? But it's called money, bread. So, so, so God, God says, give me my daily bread. One reason we are to ask our Heavenly Father for our food is that we don't want the wrong person feeding us. You do know the devil has a food program, don't you? You do know the devil has some food stamp, if you allow me to use that term. He does, and he offered it to Jesus in the wilderness temptation just before Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount. Satan tempted Jesus to turn stones into bread, but Jesus refused because the bread would have been from the wrong source. How many of y'all are accepting bread from the wrong source? It's important where your daily bread comes from than whether you have enough bread. Let me tell you something. You could tell me and promise me that I could go to the casino and place a bet right now because Louisiana has sports betting now. Y'all do know that, right? All these commercials you've been seeing about Caesar's book, that's because we got sports betting in Louisiana now. You could promise me right now that I could go to the Caesar's sports book or go to the casino and place a bet and win $3 million today and I ain't going. Oh, you ain't got to clap. I know some of y'all will, uh, Pastor, Pastor, I'll go, but I just act the Lord to forgive me. <laughs> I hurt you, I hurt you, I hurt you in your spirit. 
But you know what? Because I don't want my, understand what I'm saying here. You don't know where that dollar came from that that was paid to you, from wherever it was paid to you from. But the the idea is that that I'm I'm not out there myself going to sell drugs to get money. Has, has anybody put some money in the church that, that uh, came from a, a drug deal at some point in time? That, you trace the dollar back. I'm, it may have passed through the hands of somebody who was selling drugs. But the, the dollar ain't the problem. Are y'all with me? Is that, too, is that too rich for y'all? What I'm telling you is, is God, who, who is the source of your bread? And don't, don't, don't violate... Um, God's desire for your life by by taking stuff that doesn't belong or doesn't come from the master. Glory God. Give us today our daily bread. In other words, you can't be concerned only about your needs in prayer. Prayer that never gets beyond me and my needs is not something that God can bless. So I gotta gotta make sure that I am uh, um, uh, trusting God for my daily bread. Number five, confession. Watch this. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Okay? But you know what I'll do? I will pick up next week. (laughs) Give the Lord a hand of praise.